Today on the Good Word, we're talking about the size of changes we need to make. There's a creek by the house my grandparents lived in when I was a kid that we all used to play near whenever we'd have a family dinner. It's not very wide, maybe four feet or so, but it was wide enough for us that daring each other to jump over the creek was a common activity. My little sister was always a little too scared to try, saying the jump was too big to make. But after months of pestering from the cousins, she finally backed up about 20 feet, ran forward, and took a running leap over the bank. After she easily cleared the creek, she turned back to us, an angry expression on her face, and said, That wasn't even that big of a gap. We're constantly making new changes in our lives as we change. Everyone agrees change can be scary, but maybe it's not always as bad as we think it will be. Early Christians who had converted from Judaism were very familiar with the sacrifices and ceremonies of the Law of Moses, which their ancestors had performed for millennia. Now, no longer required to practice these after the death and resurrection of Christ, these members likely were confused about what Christ's sacrifice meant in the context of their previous practices. As Paul explains in Hebrews 9, the law of Moses was a shadow and a symbol of Jesus Christ and his actions on earth and in heaven. But Christ being come, and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. What Jesus Christ had enacted and taught wasn't a departure from the law of Moses, which had been observed for centuries. It's just that those rituals and symbols of the law had been a shadow, a type of what Christ would do. The law taught people what to do, but many following the law didn't always understand why those actions were important. Everything the law of Moses asked the children of Israel to do was to teach them about the Messiah, Christ. The center of faith for the followers of God before Christ's coming was the tabernacle, later made permanent as a temple modeled after the mobile original. Even this was representative of doctrines and beliefs that would sound very familiar to those who knew what Jesus taught. Though modern people may not be able to recognize many of the aspects of the ancient tabernacle, those living around the time of Christ would have been able to make those connections. Here's one description of that portable tabernacle. The tabernacle and its furnishings showed Israel the path that leads back to our Father in heaven. Although the tabernacle may appear unusual to us today, the things we learn from it are still valuable. The outer courtyard represents coming to the Savior from out of the world. The holy place represents living by the Spirit in this fallen world. And the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant within it remind us that through obedience to the Lord's covenants, we can return to the very presence of our Father in heaven. End quote. The early Christians who'd converted from Judaism went through a lot of changes in the ceremonies and details in their religion as the apostles and other leaders of the church learned line upon line what the Lord intended His church to be, but it wasn't a complete reinvention of all they'd believed. 
the centrality that the law had had in their everyday lives transitioned to Christ and His sacrifice being the focus of their life. Since He was the heart of the law and everything it regulated, the gap these new Christians had to jump was likely not as large as they may have thought at first. And that's the good word 